Hello, and welcome to another episode of True Stories of Good People, a GoFundMe Heroes production. I am your host, Kelsey Little. In each episode of this podcast, we sit down with someone who's making a difference in other people's lives, or who's had their life changed by someone kind. Common Roots Farm in Santa Cruz, California is a very special place. Not only do they produce delicious fruits and vegetables, but they are also a nonprofit, volunteer based farm whose mission is rooted in creating a space that fosters full inclusion of people of all abilities to farm together in partnership. Jenny Hernandez felt magic as soon as she stepped foot on the farm for the first time, so much so that she ended up uprooting her whole life to work there. And over time, it wasn't only the plants that were blossoming, but friendships too. Hello, True Stories of Good People listeners. I'm very excited to be here today with two amazing guests, Jenny Hernandez and Jessica Nelson. Thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you for inviting us. Thank you, Kelsey. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So, Jenny, you're based in Santa Cruz, is that right? Pre-COVID, that is right. Okay, okay. Where are you now? Um, now I'm up north uh, in a small farm town just outside of Chico called Las Molinas. Okay, gotcha. I'm in the Bay Area. I am now in a small coastal town called Bolinas up on the north coast. Oh, I hadn't heard of that before. So lots of my coworkers work in the Bay Area and we're sharing some very terrifying apocalyptic looking photos from yesterday of the skies. Are you getting that there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The sky was kind of, as one friend described it, like mango orange most of the day yesterday. And Mm. it kind of felt like it was, you know, 5 (laughs) a.m. most of the day. So the animals were confused as well as the humans. And there weren't, you know, there was um, the birds weren't singing and the dogs were kind of just roaming around. And yeah, it was a really confusing, uh, confusing day for many of us, I think. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what else could we all be through right now? You know, like (laughs) I'm in San Diego, our state's Mm -hmm. on fire, there's a pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Mm -hmm. we're, how resilient are we? Wow. (laughs) Um, Well, we are here today to talk about a much more pleasant topic than all of that. Um, So Jenny, pre-COVID, you actually moved to Santa Cruz because you found an amazing place which mission really struck a chord in your heart. So I would love if you could start out by telling us all about Common Roots Farm and what their mission is. Yeah, so I, um, my background is as a special education teacher and I had taken some time off to travel and do some other things. And um, I just, I really missed working in the area of special education and working with people with special needs. Um, And I had started farming and gardening and I ran into a friend who was like, she also has two sons with autism who I used to spend time with. And she was like, you know what you would love? There's this place in Santa Cruz. It just got started. I was like, I would love that. It sounds amazing. Um, So I called them and I was like, oh, can I come for a visit? They were like, not really. Like they're, they're very new as a nonprofit, I think. Um, I think they're coming into maybe their fifth year um, and they've needed to create the whole farm kind of from scratch. So it's been a lot of progression of just getting the fields ready and then starting to invite people in. Um, There's another aspect to it 
where they're also creating a housing development for people with special needs and people who are typically developing to live together in community. So yeah, there's just a lot going on there that calls to me. And I got a chance to sit down and meet with the executive director. Her name is Heidi. And, um, and there's another volunteer who's a parent of someone who's going to be moving into the community named Fran. And she was the one who really connected me and kind of walked me through the process. She came to visit me at the farm that I was working at at the time. And I just little by little got to know them and got to know their mission. And I think I say this in the GoFundMe, which is just how inspiring it is to be around people who are giving everything that they have to give for the sake of love and the sake of their children and the sake of equality and justice and a belief in everybody's potential. Um, you know, and like I say it and I like hear it come out of my mouth. I'm like, Oh, that's so cliche, but it's not like when you're there, it's very true. You're just surrounded by a whole bunch of really diverse folks who genuinely are getting to know each other in a way that's so grounded and caring for the earth as well. Um, so there's just so many things going on there that are inspiring. I love that so much. Yeah, I was reading all about it and you can, you can really feel the passion from the whole team. You come off of the website, you know, um, so, so what would you describe the mission of Common Roots Farm to be? I know they welcome people of all abilities to come learn about farming, to volunteer, but what is, what is their overall mission? Yeah. Um, from what I have learned in working there and getting to know the community and the people who founded it, I think the mission is pretty simple which is to be a production farm that's able to produce food for a community um, that's good and to add to the community the farm and the opportunity to work on the farm. And the fact that we're inclusive and accessible is kind of like, it's not a side note because it does make it particular to other farms, but I think I think the intention of the farm is that it shouldn't be such a rarity. That the idea is we're a production farm that's growing beautiful food for people to be healthy, that's taking care of the soil, that's adding to our community. And we genuinely mean our whole community and we'll do what we need to do to make sure that it's accessible. I love that so much. Um, and so, you know, pre-COVID, and we'll talk about what things are like now, but what kinds of programs are offered at the farm. I think I was reading that it's beyond just volunteer opportunities. There's classes and meetups, like what kinds of things um, were held there? Yeah. So before COVID, um, we have volunteer days. So it was kind of like twice a week, folks could come and volunteer and they'd get a tour and an orientation beforehand. Um, and then the farm itself doesn't offer programs Um but they are almost more like a venue. So people who have programs, which was often um, something that you would call like a day program, which is a program for people with special needs. And oftentimes it's like an after school kind of thing, or if it's for adults, it would be during the day. Um, and, you know, 
you want to find interesting to do things to do with your group and coming to the farm was one of those things. So there are various day programs that would come and work in our garden. And we have, so we have the fields that are full production and we provide CSA boxes. Um, we sold to some restaurants and, and then we also have the seed to salad area is what we've been calling it. And that's what the GoFundMe was for. And the seed to salad space is really a learning space for the folks that maybe aren't ready to be out in the fields, but want to explore the land, want to get their hands in the dirt and start interacting with nature in whatever way feels right for them. So that seed to salad area the idea is to build a space that's really, really rich with opportunities and exploration and to build a space that can be a teacher that can help people learn how to work in the fields. Um, that's another part of, I know one of the intentions of the farm is to provide an opportunity for folks to learn how to farm if they want to learn how to farm as a career path. So another thing that the farm has is they do internships. Um, so we have the first person who was an intern with the farm. Um, his name is Carson and he's wonderful. He started with the farm as part of a work assistance program and he worked as an intern and he learned how to take care of the chickens. He started working in the fields. He started working in our greenhouse and now he's our first employee of the farm. So there's also, there's like real genuine opportunities to learn for a variety of learners. Mm -hmm. So cool. Oh my gosh. Um, and so, so Jess, I would love, first of all, I would love to know how you two know each other, how you met. And then Jess, when did you first learn about the farm and kind of what were your first impressions of it? Yeah, I think first of all, I just wanted to say what a dream this is to be a part of this podcast. Um, Jenny and I met at Green Gulch Farm, um, which is a Zen monastery in Northern California. And during our time there and becoming, you know, closer friends, we realized that we shared a passion for storytelling and a passion for people and knowing people's stories. And it was always kind of a dream that we'd say, we're going to start a podcast one day. And oh. Jenny and a few other friends of ours have like a WhatsApp group where we send voice messages to each other almost daily and kind of have this vision of, you know, like turning turning these messages in, into stories to share with people. So yes. first secretly off, record each other when we're not looking. It. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our phones are full of, you know, voice memos that, uh, you know, we, we turned on the phone going for walks or, you know, um, all kinds of, of, of secret recordings that we just want to hold on to, to <laughs> share with others at some future date. So this is super exciting. And so, yeah, Jenny and I met at Green Gulch Farm and became really close friends. And so when I, I was kind of there as she, um, when I remember when she went to check out the farm and, you know, came back and just said, yeah, this is something that I'm really interested in. They're really doing all of the things that I'm, I'm passionate about. Um, and when she left and we both left, um, the monastery, she moved to Santa Cruz. Um, I was still living at a different Zen temple, um, but would, 
you know, pay visits to the farm. And when I, I remember first going out there, I think it was around my birthday and just feeling the I, I, kind of an indescribable energy, um, a mix of the farm and also just a real refuge for families um, that had children with disabilities. And I remember speaking to Heidi one day and she said, you know, if I could go back in time and I could say anything to new mothers that had kids with disabilities, I would say it's going to be okay. And to just provide a place for people to come where they can really leave the need to explain themselves or the need to, you know, feel like they need to accommodate in all these different ways to leave that at the door and really come onto the farm with a group of people that understand what it's like to have a child with a disability and to be able to just really be themselves. So you can feel that energy immediately at, at the farm that it's a, it's just, it's such a welcoming place and to have it mixed in with people of different abilities, I think is really powerful. Um, so that was I was immediately drawn to the farm when I went to visit Jenny and when she um, had the idea of doing the GoFundMe page, um, you know, we reached out and I have a background in nonprofit storytelling work and digital storytelling. And so I was thrilled to, to be brought in to create the video for it. Uh, that's such a beautiful description. And also the fact that you two met and have spent time on in a Zen monastery explains like the calm feeling I'm getting from this call right now I was just like <laughs> I was noticing it and I was like this is such a lovely energy so that explains it um so yeah um, we're very zen Kelsey <laughs> I, I can tell and I love it and you know that's you're my people I love it um so, Jenny I would love uh I would love a description from you as well of how it feels being on the farm. Like maybe you can give our listeners a description, you know, of what it's like to step onto the farm, like what you see, what you smell, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much time you've spent on the farm or on not the farm, but like any farm or other folks who are listening. Um, I definitely hadn't. I grew up in Southern California and LA area, um, in the Valley. And, you know, I mean, it's, you said you're from San Diego, so it's kind of like it's 70 all the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I really didn't know season. So thinking about, you know, what it's like on the farm, it's different at different seasons and different times of year. Um, I'd say the way that it felt when I first saw it, like I just drove by and like I had called Fran and was like, Hey, I'm interested in, in your farm. Can I come by? And she was like, not really. Like that was like, <laughs> the farm was just kind of getting started. She's like, there's not much to see. And I was like, no, I'll, I'll get a feeling in my soul if I see it. <laughs> and so I like drove by and just like looked over the fence and yeah. And it, it looked like land to me. Like it, it didn't call to me in that moment. Um, but then I think about, like our volunteer days, like Tuesday in particular has been like our big volunteer day. And that's when we get all kinds of folks, just like anyone who's interested in volunteering comes and we'll 
start with, we'd circle up and start with like introduction with names and we'd kind of talk about here are the different jobs for today. And then folks would separate and start working together and conversations would come up and everyone's doing something and people are laughing. And I mean, you see it in the GoFundMe video. I think Jess did a really beautiful job of capturing some moments of interaction. Um, you know, and then we all share tea together and it just feels surreal. I mean, you talk about like the smell again, that kind of depends on the time of year, but (laughs) it's Santa Cruz. So, you know, you have this kind of like misty oceany smell from the fog that's still burning off from the morning. And then you're walking around the fields. So you're getting a little bit of tomato, getting a little bit of the flowers. Um, you know, like you might walk into the barn where the flower ladies are making all the arrangements and there's just this buzz of joy um, and connection and laughter. And yeah, I love that Jesse brought up this idea of like a refuge for families. Um, I think it is like, you feel this like weight of the world a little bit being lifted when you're in an environment where you feel welcome and included. Um and it's, it's always been kind of an aha moment or interesting to me. Um, you know, I, I taught special education in the classroom for about 10 years in various schools. And I think I'm not a parent, but I imagine this is similar to how most parents feel is this idea of like, there's always more you want to be doing. Like you can never do enough for people that you love. And you know, working in the classroom, I definitely felt like that. Like there's always more you want to do. And so like, I'll be in the fields and see people working on things. And it's just, I, I like being able to be creative. And I think that's really what drew me to special education, um, and doing work with people who are differently abled because it's like, I also grew up with, my dad was quadriplegic. Um, so he was paralyzed from the chest down, but did everything like drove a car, had three kids, got his PhD, like did everything, but did it differently. So I really grew up seeing that like where there's a will, there's a way you improvise, you overcome, you do what you need to do. Um, so it's cool to be able to go into an environment and be like, Oh, you want to dig that? All right. Let's like, I don't know, put, a pool noodle on the side of it and a hanger. And now you can hold it. It's fine. Like go for it. Um, and just being able to see possibility come to life is so exciting. And the conversations that I've had with families, there are similar to what Jess was describing of, you know, like I'd be like, yeah, I, I want to make sure that you guys can do this and do that. And like, they'll tell me just like, look at me and be like, I'm just happy I can be here. Like just to have a space where I'm welcome and people are engaging with me and my child um, or my loved one or my friend or whatever the relationship is between the people who are there. Um, Yeah, it's it's really it's really heartwarming. And for me, it's also that like heaviness of like it should be like this everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're both such gifted storytellers. I feel like I'm there and I want to go there. That's so, that's so lovely. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so in October of last year, and so that's when the GoFundMe campaign was started, which by the way, when I looked at that date, I was like, oh, that was only a couple months ago. No, it's almost Mm. October again. What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Time is, time is an illusion. Um, But (laughs) 
Jenny. It's a whole other you, podcast. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you're, no. you're very zen too. Just remember that. <laughs> You've got it down. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, but, uh, so Jenny, you embarked on a pretty ambitious initiative to make Common Roots Farm even more accessible to people of all abilities, which brought you to GoFundMe. So I'd love to hear how the idea for that campaign came to be and what the purpose of it was. Yeah. Um, so I remember I was sitting, we were having kind of like our weekly meeting. It was me and Heidi, the executive director, and uh, another volunteer who was doing some work with us. Um, her name's Sylvia. We were sitting around and just talking about how things were going, particularly with some of the day program folks who were coming and what would make it easier for everybody to participate. Um, and Heidi was telling us about some of the grants that we had applied for and some had come through and some hadn't. And, you know, we can do this thing. If this particular grant comes through, we have to wait till March. And I was just like, like, as she was saying it, and this is kind of like my life is just really trying hard to listen to other people while my brain is going in a million different directions of like all the ideas that I have. And in that moment, the idea was like, we can make this money just with our friends. Like we don't have to wait for a grant. Like I feel so confident. Um, yeah, it had actually been, I had wanted to do a something with, yeah, like a sit-a-thon. This was an idea. We had done a fundraiser for, um, for, uh, Green Gulch is part of San Francisco Zen Center. And, I had thought like, Oh, it'd be cool to do a sit a thon instead of a run a thon. And you just sit and you get people to fund you for sitting. And I was like, maybe we could do like a farm a thon and everybody can farm. And, um, and then you can fund people for farming. And it's just like crowdsourcing. And I started talking to friends about it and they were like, I feel like you're being too complicated. <laughs> like, it's a really good, it's a really good project. Like just tell the story of the project and see what happens. And people, um, my cousin in particular, my cousin, Laura had, she had a friend who had done a GoFundMe and she's like, yeah, it can be really successful. And I was like, okay, but <laughs> I don't really know how to do this storytelling and video thing. And I thought of Jess and called her and asked if she'd help me out, if she'd be interested, which is a big ask. Um, or it feels like a big ask to me. Like I can't navigate my way through video, audio, editing, and all that, and definitely not to the extent of capturing things so beautifully and wholly as you did, Jess. Um, so yeah, so I asked Heidi, I was like, okay, what if, what if I just raise the money? Like if I come up with the budget, do I have your permission to just go for it and try to raise the money? And I remember kind of looking at me like, yeah, sure, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> like, let's see. Um, <laughs> And we came up with a budget and, you know, did the GoFundMe for, for the amount that felt like if we could get this, that would be awesome. Like we could create a wonderful environment for lots of people. Um, and yeah. And so that was the beginning. Yeah. So, so, um, I would, I would love to talk about the video aspect of it, Jess. Um, so you're, Jess, you're a storyteller and kind of like a multimedia producer. I was just looking at your website earlier. It was so impressive. Um, and you created the video for Jenny's campaign. So I would love to know, um, like, you know, what did you think when she asked you for help with this? And then also, 
what was your method behind the video and like what emotion were you trying to draw out of the viewers? Cause it's very beautiful. Yeah. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, my passion is telling real stories of real people and have a background in nonprofit communications and marketing. And I feel now more than ever, people are not wanting to be duped. You know, they're, we're starved for connection and we're really wanting to know, um, we're, we have, you know, just this huge desire to know who people are and what they're passionate about and what their life is like. And I think with this video in particular, um, I was talking to Heidi about just kind of general marketing for the farm. And she had said things like, please no logos of hands, like of <laughs> holding hands. Um, we don't really need to show a wheelchair in the logo, you know, just kind of seeing beyond the disability um, and really like what is the 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 value that everyone contributes to to the world and and the value of life and sadly i think uh, as a society we view people with disabilities as being less valuable and not being able to uh, be as of service and the farm is really a place where everyone can actually harvest can plant can come together and and work the land. And I think that was what was so amazing for me was talking to Heidi about um, how the farm is a way um, for people to have real meaning and purpose. And I think as far what I was trying to capture in the video, um, I'm trying to remember it now. I remember putting, I interviewed Jenny and just put together, you know, her audio first. And I think I asked the question, what would you wish for the farm was one of the questions I asked. What would be your wish for the farm? Yeah, the the opening line to the video is my wish, you know, Jenny says, my wish is to create a space that brings joy. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she said that, and as soon as I started the edit with that line, it was like, yes, this is Common Roots Farm. Like, this is the experience of coming on to this farm. Um, it's a real experience of joy. So I think um, that was kind of what guided me through the edit was all of the ways in which you experience joy on the farm, whether you are, you know, a resident there like Noah. Um, and as Jenny said, there's going to be future residents in another project next to the farm soon. Um, you know, or a volunteer, you're coming in for a day program or you're coming in with your family. You're coming in as a, you know, a volunteer. There's people arranging flowers and collecting eggs and harvesting for CSA boxes. And it's really a place for people to experience joy and also have a feeling of, of purpose and meaning. And it's, I think what is awesome about farming is it's such tangible, rewarding work. You know, you plant the seed and you see it grow or you see it die um, you harvest the food and you give it to someone to eat. It's the, you know, it's very easy. The rewards are very tangible. Well, uh, your video clearly made an impact um, because the GoFundMe campaign was able to raise over $33,000 and 
donations are still coming in like nearly a year later. So that is pretty cool. Um, what what is it like to see all that support coming in for this farm that you both believe in so much? It was like mind boggling. It was like a yeah, it's such a hit. Like I just kept checking the thing or you get your little like messages of people who donated money and because it's the GoFundMe as opposed to a grant or something else. I think it also really ties in this idea, which I think you mentioned just about community. Um, and I think that was something that we realized as an organization when the GoFundMe started doing so well was that we're building a community and something that makes the farm so special is the connections that are happening. And when you said like people are starved for connection, like, you get that there. Like you really get to connect with other people, new people and the land, like the experience of farming and seeing things go from seed to food. And I remember doing something, it was that we were like doing a cooking project and say it was, I can't remember exactly, but say we were like making salsa and I talked to one of the girls, I was like, oh, you want to make salsa? And like the idea of making salsa, like was like, you can't make salsa, like you're not a wizard. It's like, but like actually harvesting the tomato, harvesting the onion and seeing something become something else, like making those connections. Um, yeah. So it's like these mental connections, these human connections, the community. And when Jess first sent the video, the final version, Heidi had said she watched it in the barn with um, a couple of the families who have been involved from the beginning. And um, one of our volunteers, who's also going to be a resident, Jake, got so excited. And he was just like smiling and it, everybody just really felt like it captured the moment and brought us together in that way. And I don't know, for me, I think I was so struck by the support that I got from um people who have been in my circles for my whole life. Like, you know, I sent the GoFundMe to like neighbors that I grew up across the street from when I was five and people who have been on this journey with me of really looking for things that are important to me. And the farm really did strike all of the strings on my like little heart guitar of like, yep, this is everything that you love. Um, and seeing that come together and be touched by people who have touched my life, um, yeah, it was really incredible. Like, I, I really don't know how to thank everybody enough who's donated. And even, like, people I don't know. Um, we just recently, so we kind of, I stopped promoting it when we hit 30,000. We set the marker for 50,000. Um, and 30,000 felt like a good beginning. And I don't feel like I'm a fundraiser. Like I, I like working with folks hand on. Um, so once we hit 30,000, I was like, all right, let's just see how it keeps doing. And like we just last week got a $500 donation from Baker Creek Seed Company. And they were like, yeah, we found you on GoFundMe. I was like, wow, that's incredible. Um, yeah. And yeah, so it's been, it's been mind boggling. It's been really, um, reassuring about, yeah, feeling like the world's an okay place. There's a lot of good people doing good things and we care about each other. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, and you may not 
think of yourself as a fundraiser, but I have to tell you as a fundraising expert, you're very good at it. Um, mm. That is <laughs> quite an accomplishment. I mean, both of you like dream team together and uh, you did such a great job of updating your donors. Like I particularly, particularly love the chicken video. I watched mm. it a couple of times. <laughs> um, so uh, you did a fantastic job. Um, well, so, so, uh, so what is, I mean, so how has COVID changed things? I saw on the website, you know, they're halting volunteer operations for now. Um, it sounds like you had to move away for a while, but are you hopeful for being able to resume operations as normal eventually? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely expecting to resume operations. I don't know what normal means anymore, but, um, yeah, definitely expecting to resume operations. And, uh, yeah. So right now, since my primary job at the farm was working with our volunteers who are differently abled and, um, I mean, we don't have the same volunteer base as we had before because of COVID and just making sure that we're taking the precautions to keep everybody safe. Um, but I am still consulting with the farm and we're still working on building the seed to salad area. Um, so that's all still in the works. Um, we got a huge donation from this company, True Grid, who's going to be able to put in accessible pathways all over the farm so people can roll their way around with ease um, and looking at what we're going to be putting into our garden boxes that's going to be really rich for learning opportunities and ease of accessibility. Um, so things are still in the works for that area and that's happening with future thinking in mind and hopefully for the spring. Um, and, and then in addition to that, it's business as usual, just a lot of hard work from the small group of folks who are doing it. You know, the farm still has its CSA boxes going. We're still um, providing food for, I, I just talked to Heidi last week and she was saying they're doing a lot of donations right now. You know, we're kind of in that peak time of the season where we have a lot to give. So we're giving it as much as we can. Um, yeah. And getting a small volunteer base, our farm manager, we have a new farm manager who came on, not new to the project. She's been with the project and um, been connected to everybody for a long time, a lot longer than I've known the project. Her name is Nina. And um, she's done just an incredible job moving through fires and COVID. So Santa Cruz, you know, I don't know how much you've seen. Like, we just had a huge fire in Santa yeah. Cruz that was, like, so close to the farm. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it was, like, just fingers crossed. Um, yeah, the farm just keeps like, I feel like the universe keeps trying to like knock it down and it just gets back up. Yeah. Um, or not the universe. I think the universe is probably the one that's helping it get back up. But, um, yeah, just everyone's working their little butts off and, and providing food and providing a space that folks can come and work on the land. Like I know we've gotten some volunteers back and taking every safety precaution. So having a few people back at a time. Um, and just making sure that everybody keeps their distance. But I've definitely heard from the folks that have been able to come back for short periods of time, like how much it's meant to them to be back in the fields and what Aww. a refuge it is. Well, it's, uh, you know, after this conversation, it's, it's my dream to come visit in person someday. Yeah. So I, 
I can't wait till till that happens and uh, able to resume things, you know, as much like it used to be as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, well, to end, uh, first of all, this was such a wonderful conversation, and I can't thank you both enough for your time. Um, I have one question for each of you to kind of reflect on this experience. So, Jess, your involvement in this project is so inspiring to me and unique because you found a cause that you love and believed in. And although you're, you yourself are not a farmer and you didn't work on the farm, you use your unique creative skills to help the farm reach its dreams and this great goal. So if anyone listening wants to use their own unique skills to better the world, but they don't know where to start, what advice would you give to them? That there's just always a way. I think there's always a way. Um, and to keep, yeah, just keep offering it and keep giving yourself um, and keep offering up the thing that is really important to you and is really dear to you and just keep after it. That's that's beautiful. Um, and Jenny, a final thought from you. So reflecting on your time at the farm and seeing all of the human impact firsthand, what is something that you've learned that you want our listeners to take away today? I don't know. A lot of things are coming to mind. The word listen, I think is, is what comes up the most strongly. My dreams have feel like they've changed throughout my life, but I think in the core, it's, it's usually somewhat the same of, you know, be a good person, help out, treat everybody like you'd want to be treated. Um, but that looks different at different times and in different places. And I think being around other people, and when I say other people, I mean plant people too, and animal people too. They all have stories to tell. And I feel like the experience of being alive includes so much that's beyond like this little Jenny idea. Um, and it's incredible to attempt to take in what else the beings around me are offering. And then to be like, yeah, what, what's my part in responding to what I hear, what's being offered? So I don't know, just listen and respond with your heart. Thank you so much to Jenny Hernandez and Jessica Nelson for being on our podcast today. You can support their mission at GoFundMe.com slash EverybodyFarms with a dash in between each word. That's GoFundMe.com slash Every-Body-Farms. Thank you so much for listening to True Stories of Good People, a GoFundMe Heroes production. If you are inspired by today's story, please help us out by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating or review and subscribing to the show. And if anyone you know loves inspiring stories, please share our podcast with them. It means the world to us. For more inspiring stories, just like the one you heard today, please visit the GoFundMe Heroes hub at gofundme.com heroes. And be sure to subscribe to our mailing list so you can get heartwarming stories delivered straight to your inbox. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GoFundMe Heroes. Also, we love to hear from listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, or questions, 
you can write to us at podcast at gofundme.com. Special thanks to Gotham Podcast Studio, where this episode was remotely recorded, and to our editing team at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. We'll be back next time with more true stories of good people. Talk to you then.